It's the Morning KLH with Dave and Doreen. Good morning, Dave and Doreen. Marcus is here too, the Morning KLH. So let me set the scene. It was like a week and a half ago, and my lovely bride calls me, and she watched Netflix, and it was the most amazing story. She says, and Jessa Reisbeck from CBS 58 is like the focal point of the story. So I go to the, I go to the Google machine, I Google Jessup, and all these people across America are asking, where is he now? Who's the news anchor? Let me take you back 10 years when Jessup was working in Fresno, California. Listen to this. An absolute bizarre scene here in West Fresno. A man plows his car into a PG&E worker, pinning him against his truck. Two women are trying to help him. He runs up and he grabs one of them, man. So I ran up behind him with a hatchet. Smash, smash, so smash. That is Kai right there, or the guy that we all came to know as Kai. Yeah. And Jessup joins us right now. Jessup, thank you for the time. How are you doing this morning? Oh, I'm doing well. Thanks for uh, thanks for having me. Appreciate it. How much has your life changed in the last week and a half? Uh, <laughs> uh, you know, it's it's been uh, it's been very very busy, very busy. Uh, you know, emotionally, uh, you know, and mentally, kind of exhausting. Um, but uh, you know, it, it's I'm trying to just enjoy the ride. You know, it's a once in a lifetime. Um, amazing experience to to be part of a documentary. Um, uh, you know, about a story that means so much to me, uh, you know, number one, you know, movie on Netflix around the world. And it should be. And yeah. it, honestly, it should be. It's one of the most amazing stories I've, that any of us have ever seen. I mean, and it's so tragic, too. How long did it take to, to do this documentary? Uh, so it started really, um, you know, the production company started reaching out to me in 2019 when uh, when Kai was convicted. Mm. Uh, that's kind of and then another woman wrote a uh, an article, uh, a really, really good article about the whole story, did a bunch of research. Um, and then that kind of went viral after he was convicted. And um, because of that article and because of the fact that, uh, you know, I think people kind of, um, you know, envisioned it as, oh, the conviction, that's kind of the end of the story, if you will. Uh, it's not, but, uh, you know, that's kind of how they viewed it. That's when these production companies started reaching out to me. So that started in 2019. And then, uh, you know, from then on, I had to uh, just kind of decide which company and which uh, production team I uh, really trusted to make the story um, and do it justice. Um, you know, because for 10 years, I knew it, it it deserved to be a story. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it just got more and more, um, you know, story worthy, if you will. And uh, and then, you know, it took me about a year, year and a half to, to whittle down the production companies and uh, raw production out of uh, London became the, uh, you know, obvious choice. They're arguably, if not the best documentary makers in the world. Uh, we started shooting in 21. I went out to California in October of 21. And uh, so, you know, from October 21 to January of 23 is kind of when they were, uh, you know, working on it, finishing it up. And uh, Netflix uh, decided to release it in uh, you know January January tenth of twenty three. And something you alluded to, and something that's unveiled in the documentary is you still are in contact with Kai. How often do you guys uh, reach out to each other? Uh, you know, I can email him anytime. I can't call him. Uh, you know, so we email and we we talk on the phone. But obviously, the the phone is all on his um, time and the prison's time, unfortunately. So we talk quite often. I mean, during the making of the during the making of the documentary, we were talking a lot because he was very uh, curious of what was going on. He wanted to know what was going on. 
Um, and so we were talking very often. He was calling me a lot then. Uh, since then, you know, I talked to him on, I've emailed him several times since it came out. I've talked to him uh, once on the phone uh, last Friday. And uh, he called me again, uh, I think, two days ago, but I couldn't answer. I, you know, I didn't see the call. So those are always frustrating times. But, yeah, you know, um, I, I've always tried to keep him up to date with everything. You know, this is, this is his story. Um, and, uh, yeah, just, it's, been, uh, it's, been, it's been a wild ride for sure. You know, and I knew when he, when he called on Friday and the phone was ringing and I saw it, um, my world was going to go kind of one of two ways. You know, I was going to pick it up and he was going to be upset about the documentary for some reason and not happy. Mm-hmm. And it was going to, you know, kind of crush me and, uh, you know, turn me down, you know, a bummer of a path. Right. Uh, or I was going to pick up the phone and he was going to be happy and it was going to, you know, kind of light up my life. And I picked up the phone and I said hello. And his first words were like, bro, my favorite CBS 58 news anchor. <laughs> that, that hair, he goes, that haircut, is that a $500 LA haircut or what? You know? Nice. That's awesome. Yeah, he, he said he was proud of me and happy for me. And, uh, you know, he's not necessarily happy with everything in the documentary of, you know, the way that things, um, right. you know, some people portrayed him and stuff like that. But, uh, you know, he was happy for me, and that's, that's, uh, that meant a lot to me. So you sat down with a colleague, uh, Mike Kirkhoff from CBS 58, and they're gonna, uh, you guys will air that tonight on the CBS 58 News? Yeah, yeah, that'll, that'll air tonight on the 10 p.m. news, uh, CBS 58. Uh, just, you know, a, a deeper kind of look and dive into uh, the documentary, my role in it, how it came to be, um, you know, Kai and stuff like that. So, uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to that. It's a, it's a pretty extensive piece, and that'll, that'll air tonight uh, at 10 p.m. on CBS 58. I've been telling everybody to watch it, and I'm having a hard time describing it to them. I'm like, I don't know. You just have to watch it. It's the craziest thing it is, it's really I've ever a, seen. It's how do you? To, yeah, how do you describe yeah. this? How do you describe it to people? Uh, it, it, you know, <laughs> it's funny. My, my reaction, even being, you know, being a, a pretty big part of the story, is very similar to yours. I mean, it is. I just tell people, please watch. You know, um, and, and it's hard not to give too much away when I'm talking about it. Right. Um, you know, I, and, and the way that the way that raw production put it together and told the story and, you know, artistically put it together and so visually stunning. And uh, they just did a, a really, really great job with it. Um, you know, of course, wrapping 10 years into an hour and a half is very, very difficult. I think they did a great job. You know, of course, there was things that, uh, you know, you wish you could dive deeper into. Um, when it comes to him, uh, you know, the trial, you know, things that he was not happy with, you know, of course, things that he thought were corrupt, um, you know, things that he thought um, were not fair, uh, you know, some of the terrible things that he went through, um, I wish they could have got more into. Um, but, you know, he, he, he had it, we wanted him to be part of the documentary, you know, we, we tried to talk him into it and tried to, you know, get him to do it, but um, he wasn't, he didn't want to do it. He, he thought it would, um, uh, jeopardize any uh, any chance at his appeals process, oh, okay. and that's uh, that's totally fine, man. It's his uh, it's his decision, it's his life. But you know, if he was a part of it, I think they would have been able to get a lot deeper into uh, his side of the story. Right. Um, you know, the hiding of the evidence, the corruption within Union County in New Jersey. Uh, you know, the gentleman that died was an attorney. Uh, he, Kai says, he's very well connected within um, you know the legal system out there. Obviously, being an attorney, so you know, he says there was a lot of corruption within how the case was handled evidence being hidden, stuff like that. So, um, you know, that, that was tough to touch on without Kai's side of the story. Um, mm-hmm. You know, and the mental health was obviously another big thing that I wish that we could have touched on a little more. Um, so, yeah, it, there were was, there was things, but all, overall, it's tough to, it's tough to you know, put into words. I just uh, ask people to, uh, you know, watch the documentary and do a little research on the story. And, 
if they have any questions, hit me up on social media. <laughs> right. So, Jessup, the time frame of this story actually kind of happens over a three-month span. It was a, a dramatic rise and a dramatic fall. At any point, given your personal connection to the story, did you ever get a sense that this rise is just going too fast for Kai's own uh, personal benefit? Uh, yeah, nah, that's a, these are yeah, these are definitely tough questions. Uh, for me, for sure. Um, but, you know, as, as it was happening, three months is such a short period of time. Yeah. And his, you know, his meteoric rise happened in probably like a matter of a week, you know, 10 mm-hmm. days. And then after Kimmel, I lost, I lost contact with him because he went his own way. Um, and then he, you know, was on the move constantly. I was able to, as I said in the documentary, you were able to, at that point, kind of keep up with him. And I was able to keep track of him a little bit, um, you know, and, on social media because everyone knew him by then. Um, But as far as like in contact with him and seeing him, you know, I was unfortunately I lost contact with him because he was so dang busy and doing his own thing, you Mm -hmm. know? Um, So, but you know, the things I saw on social media, you know, it's it's tough. I would imagine for anyone going from his spot being, you know, homeless and, you know, a hitchhiker and it was saving that documentary stabbing. No one listened to you to then being in an echo chamber and having thousands of people listen to you. Right. And, and as his mom said in the documentary, you know, yeah, I think, you know, there's a good chance there were some people that, you know, he trusted that he couldn't trust uh, on, the, on the streets, on the roads. Um, so I don't know. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's hard for me. And it's, a, it's such a bittersweet, um, you know, story for me. It's such a heartbreaking end for me. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, I wish I could have protected it more as he you know, went on his way. But uh, well, after, after Kimmel, I, I, you know, lost physical contact with him and, uh, you know, a lot of uh, phone and email contact because he was just so you know, busy doing his own thing. And then all of a sudden he turned up in New York City uh, a few weeks, uh, a couple months later. And, uh, you know, quickly after that, things, uh, things definitely went. Uh, yeah, there's, there's so much tragedy in the yeah. story. And the way I understand it, Jessup, you were a sports guy. Was this a new thing for you to cover a news story? <laughs> about as new as it can get really um, you know it, yeah no for real it was crazy uh so i had uh you know filled in on like the morning news show i was a sports anchor and reporter that's all i ever wanted to do that's what i was at this station um but yeah then i had started filling in on the news the, the morning show i'd even like filled in doing weather a couple of times in the morning show so wow. i kind of became like a, a swiss army knife at this station right uh, a, util- a utility player if there was a shortage or someone was missing you know they would ask me to fill in and i would and um, a couple of days before this, they had come to me and asked if I would fill in as a news reporter for a few weeks because they were down a few news reporters. And, of course, I said, sure. So I was going to anchor sports on the weekends and then do news three days a week during the week. And this okay. was literally my first day ever of doing news. Oh, my and, gosh. Uh, yeah, and this, this ended up happening. Wow. It's incredible. Well, we appreciate your time. And we know how busy you've been. And you're not heading yeah. off to Hollywood now, right? You're going to stay here in Milwaukee? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I'm, I'm, still, I'm still happy here. I got my, got my two boys and uh, got a, a great job at CBS 58. So, uh, That's awesome. No, I'm, uh, I'm happy here for now. We really appreciate what who are you Aaron Rodgers now? Come yeah, on, right. right. Yeah. <laughs> That's hilarious. You know, if they want if they want to go in a direction with a younger guy, uh, to them. You don't want to be part of a rebuild. That's all. No, thing. Exactly. yeah, right, yeah. right. We uh you know, we're we're building great things at CBS fifty eight. I know so, you are. Uh, I'm happy to be here. Uh, thank you so much for your time, Jessup. We appreciate it. I appreciate it, guys. Thanks so much all for right, having see me. See you later. CBS fifty eight Jessup Reisbeck.